This is The Girls Who Get It with Kaylee Riccatelli and Sydney Wells. Thanks for tuning in today. So we have a, uh, we're on a very strict, I'm putting us on a very strict, strict timeline, tr- strict time for th- for this uh, You have a stopwatch pulled up. I literally have a stopwatch because I know I'm not going to watch the time if I don't. So we are going to allow o- off the top. Five to seven minutes for Grammy's discussion. <laughs> and then we will revisit at the end of the episode to talk a little more in depth about some of the things that went on. So I'm going to start the time now okay. <laughs> because Lord knows we would get carried away. Yeah. Under no restrictions. So it was a great year for women at the Grammys. Oh my God, it was an amazing year. Um, All the big categories, like the main show, because obviously there's a pre-show too, mm-hmm. but the main show... All the winners were female. Of the major categories. Yes, all winners of major categories. Yeah. Yes, of the major categories, all of the winners were women. So the the ones that the Grammys consider the major categories are the ones that are in the last hour and a half. Yeah. So it's Song of the Year, Record of the Year, Album of the Year, and Best New Artist were all four women. Victoria Monet, Miley Cyrus, Billie Eilish, and technically Phineas, and Taylor Swift. Yes. Were the four. Uh, Best Country Album was won by a woman, Lainey Wilson. Um, And the one man that did win during the main show. Was Jay-Z. Got arrested. No, (laughs) Jay-Z. What? Well, Jay-Z got his, like, Lifetime Achievement Award or whatever. And then the guy who won Best Rap Album could not (gasps) even tell you his name. Uh, He was arrested for a misdemeanor (laughs) immediately following the ceremony. I missed that. He he celebrated a little too hard, guys. No. Oh, my gosh. Who did win Best Rap Album? Uh, Oh, my God. They were talking about it outside. There will be a staff short in this week's edition. Also, I'm going to cut in on the sports thing really quick while Kaylee's looking this up. We are going to be releasing this a day early. So if you're like, oh, my God, (gasps) it's a Wednesday. Why are we releasing on Wednesday, Kaylee? Because Wednesday... February 7th. Yes, ma'am. Is National Girls and Women in Sports Day. So. Slay. (laughs) We are also recording this on February 5th, which is the, we are one sleep away from a national holiday. Not even a sleep. Because tonight's going to be midnight of a national holiday. Do you know what national holiday it is, Miss Kaylee Riccatelli? Gosh, Sydney, I have no idea. I can't think of anything significant happening this week other than girls and women in sports day. It might just be, it might just be Sydney Wentz's birthday. (laughs) It might just be Sydney Wentz's 22nd birthday. Oh, really? Really? Four years time off my parents' insurance. But yes, and then the day after is National Girls and Women in Sports Day, which is so slay. It's just a week celebrating women. Women week. (laughs) Women. (laughs) And then next month is International Women's Month. Oh, we're going to be going ham, y'all. And then the month after that is release month for the Tortured Poets Department. Yes, for our new... I would like to... We're going to talk about this briefly in this point because this is going to be my calm thing. I don't think there was a person on earth. I don't care how in depth of a fan of her you are, how like whether you follow along with the clowning or not. I don't think there was a person on earth who thought she was announcing anything other than reputation last night. Listen, I will be fully accountable. I will be transparent. I reposted a picture of her and Lana Del Rey, Lana Del Rey wearing black and white, and I put snake emojis on it because I was like, oh, this is a reputation mm-hmm. Easter egg. 
for sure. No. It was not. The world lost its mind last night. I'm surprised the world didn't fall off its axis a little See, bit. But this is not, the world lost its mind last night. This is not my calm discussion, so I'm going to keep my comments for the end. Yeah. But this is see your your calm discussions and my calm discussions are very different because <laughs> I'm going to go through I have a list of people I felt were snubbed. Uh, I have a straight up list in I my do phone. Too. Of people who I thought were snubbed. I also thought multiple people across multiple categories were snubbed. Because I, with the Grammys, I think I'm more, obviously for personal, like obviously just me being me, I'm more into music than I am into movies or TV. So like mm-hmm. when I watch the, um, when I watch the Golden Globes, when I watch the Oscars, I'm like rooting for one thing to win. Like, yeah. I knew the bear was going to win everything, but I wanted Ted Lasso to win everything because I love <gasps> Ted Lasso. No, because I... But Ted Lasso's season was last season. Ted Lasso's heyday season was the last awards season, yeah. and they got their glory in that moment. Like, it was the same thing with Shit's Creek when Shit's Creek came out. I wanted Shit's Creek to win everything, and they did. Yeah. But it's just, like, it's one of those things. But with and music... And I feel like TV and movies is easy. Mm-hmm. It's easier to say, oh, that one's going to mm-hmm. win everything because it's... I don't know. It's like yeah. it's it's easier to look at a movie and say that's a good movie yeah. than it is to listen to music and say that's good music because yes. music is just so I nice. I will also say I think the CMAs and the ACMs even I find myself rooting for certain people but like last night I was like I really just want the country people that are in these bigger categories to win. I'm doing a time check. How much? I have two minutes. We are at five minutes. Okay. We'll aim for like six or six and a half. Okay, then I'm going to spend my last minute in my very, this is my calm rant and then we'll get into sports. Jason D. Ford, Jelly Roll, I adore you. I think your message is so important. I think you are such an important person. I think you and your wife stand for so much positivity and change in the world of music. And for people who are coming from nothing, trying to make something of themselves, I think you are proof that it can be done. I am proud of you for everything you have done. I know that you are literally just so happy to be nominated, but I genuinely feel that you were so robbed because I don't listen to whole albums of music ever. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to full albums. I can't do it. I'll listen around. I started a work day with the first song on his album. And I finished it and I restarted it and I restarted it and I restarted it. There is something about that album that is so beautiful and wonderful and there is not a skip on it. It tells amazing stories. It's wonderful. And I think that I'm going to get into it in our latter half of discussion about Grammy stuff. But I think that the Recording Academy has very much missed out on the impact that music has in the outside world and not just in the industry. I don't think the Grammys are an industry awards music, like industry, like a music industry award show anymore. I think that the, those are the behind the scenes ones that come from the labels, that come from the people that are voting in the Recording Academy. I think that's when you give those people those awards. They might not get all the glory, but they're going to get that money. Mm-hmm. I think that the Grammys being broadcast nationally, people are missing the point of who these artists are, what they're doing, all of it. Yeah. I'm going to finish there. We are at 7.30. I went over a little bit. And I think I think the best new artist curse is like proof that the Grammys are kind of mm-hmm. not indicative of what's popular. But also... Um, we're going to go slightly over the limit I gave myself because there were a lot of women who won the Grammys 
or one at the Grammys that are worth noting because it's not only a music thing. It's just like a, you know, women thing. And we love women here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I keep saying that, but like, I hope you know it's deeper than just me saying it. Um, Paramore was the first female mm-hmm. fr- female fronted group to win Best Rock Album. I think I might have already said that. I freaking love Paramore. Haley Williams, Slay. We talked about this on the last episode, I think, about how um, she was signed to this huge contract mm-hmm. when she was really young and kind of got locked into it. And now they're kind of figuring stuff out as a band. But um, they did a project with A24 mm-hmm. music. And, oh, my gosh, they're just so fun to watch. Um Taylor Swift broke the record with her 14th Grammy, um, most Grammy wins. I think she passed Frank Sinatra. Mm -hmm. And then she is now the only person to win Album of the Year four times. Four times. Yes. There were a couple other people who had won it three times, and she was tied with them. Uh, Because I think she has won it for Fearless. Fearless. Folklore, 1989, and now Midnight. Yes. But, yeah. So, she... She she owned that night mm-hmm. a little bit uh, because also on her 13th Grammy, she announced her brand new album dropping April 19th called The Tortured Poets Department. We're also going to get into that. I feel like we should honestly dedicate an entire... We will still be in school on April 19th, and I feel that we should dedicate an entire episode to the lore. Bonus episode. Bonus to, episode. Yes, to the lore. Because there's so much to it, and it isn't even... People are ignoring the fact that they... The story behind this does not only involve Taylor Swift and her ex-boyfriend. There's a lot. There's a lot. Like, it's it's a lot, and I'm excited to get into it, because I've been into it. Yes. And last but not least, SZA was the most nominated artist of the night. I think she had nine total nominations um, for her album SOS and uh, Kill Bill, I think, was nominated for a couple mm-hmm. of like like, the song on the album. Um, she also performed. She did great. She, (laughs) okay, she's going to get an honorary, like, realist person of the week because we actually don't have a realist player of the week for the men's Mm -hmm. basketball team. None of them did anything interesting, Mm -hmm. um, except lose. So, (laughs) um, she gets an honorary realist person of the week because she was up there accepting her award for, um, oh my gosh, which award was it? It wasn't song of the year. Oh my gosh. I can't remember what it was. But um she was accepting her Grammy and she's up there, she's looking out at the crowd, she sees Taylor Taylor Swift and goes, Hi Taylor. And then she yeah. keeps talking and she's talking, and she goes, I'm not an attractive crier. Okay, thank yes, you, bye. That's me. <laughs> I literally texted my friend and I said, She is so real for saying she's not an attractive crier. I have always said that if I ever do whatever unlucky soul decides they want to spend the rest of their life with me as their ball and chain. Um, I cannot get engaged in public and there cannot be pictures of it. I will take pictures after when I'm calm and we're serene and it's all pretty and cute. Like I'll do an engagement photo shoot. I don't want a soul there because I am so ugly when I cry. I get red in the face. I get puffy. I get like, (laughs) like I can't see. I I could never win an award publicly. I want to find the pictures of me when we won the Emmy last year. Oh my gosh! Because they're not cute. I, oh, I could I could talk about finding out we won the Emmy, but anyway, um, yeah. So that was the Grammys last night. We'll talk about that more later because there was so much more that happened that even I want to talk about. Um, but now to sports. 
because the girlies have been popping off in sports a little bit recently too. Not to not to be the fifth, fifteenth, fifteen hundredth person to bring up Caitlin Clark uh, today, but uh, she is approaching Kelsey Plum's scoring record, all time points, like most career points in women's basketball. Um, which is actually let me look this up. How many points did? Kelsey Plum scoring college. She scored 3,527 points. And Caitlin Clark, as of three hours ago from the time of recording, is 66 points away. Wow. So that's a game. That's one big game. <laughs> but um, I think they're projecting that she's going to break it on Iowa's game on February 11th. February 11th and 12th, literally tickets mm-hmm. for that game go up $200. Like, their next game that's before that, where she's probably not going to break it, but she'll get close, is like 100 and some dollars. The tickets are, st- or start at 100 and some. Literally, two or three days yeah. later, their game where she could, or their mm-hmm. next two games where she might break it is like 300 and some <laughs> dollars crazy. to go. But that's crazy. But yeah, so Caitlin Clark is approaching that. It's just it's been so fun to watch her. Um, Juju Watkins, who we were talking about uh, when we were talking about USC, yeah, she dropped. Let me find this. I believe it was, yeah, fifty-one points in a game against. Oh my gosh, who were they playing? Stanford. 51 points in their game against Stanford. They they have a uh, picture of her posing with, um, oh my gosh, like how Wilt Chamberlain, when he scored 101 game and they have him holding a piece of paper and just kind of like posing with it. They have her doing that with 51, which is so mm-hmm. cool. And I need to find this. Uh, yes. So it was a USC program record. For most points in a game. And I believe that's also the most points scored by a freshman in a single game. Oh, my goodness. I saw this somewhere, and I meant to bookmark it. I'm so sorry. I was a tad unprepared today. I just had a very long, restful weekend, but um, not very productive. She got shout-outs from Kevin Durant. Michael B. Jordan, LeBron James, all of them you know, applauding her for scoring like that. So, women's college basketball, popping off. But um, when, so they had asked Kelsey Plum about Caitlin Clark approaching her record and possibly breaking it. And they asked if she was ready to let go of that record. And um, she said something I think is kind of important because she was talking about how approaching that record was actually kind of a low point for her because her life started to revolve around the record. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, are you going to break the record? She was working hard to break it. She was, like, pushing herself and got in her own head. Mm-hmm. And she said it was a terrible time because it felt like all this pressure was on her and that was mm-hmm. all she could think about and she was like I'm ready to let it go because you know and then she um reminded 
like, you know, media and anybody else talking about it or, um, you know, doing anything with it. To kind of go easy on Caitlyn. She said, remember, she's a person with feelings. And, of course, the comments are like, of course she's a person with feelings and emotions. She's a woman. Literally, shut up. I can't stand mm-hmm. you people. But anyway. <laughs> Literally. But she said uh, something to the effect of, uh, remember that she's a person with feelings. Like, she's going to do so much more than break this record. Yeah. Literally. And that's not her entire life right now. So, you know, talk about it. Ask her about it. But, like, putting too much pressure on that and making everything about that, which, and I don't even think that's, like, a women in sports thing. That's just, like, a sports thing. Like, that mm-hmm. was, I remember, of course, I relate everything to the Yankees, and I'm so sorry. But um, when Aaron Judge was getting, and I, everything is about Aaron Judge, too. Take a shot every time <laughs> Kaylee says, Aaron Judge or the New York Yankees. <laughs> We'd be drunk. But when he was getting close to the American League home run record, uh, not this past season, but the season before, right? No. Was it this past season? No, it was the season before. Yeah, because it was his contract season. Um, But when he was getting close to that record, that was all they would ask him mm-hmm. about. They'd be like, you know, you're approaching the record. How do you feel? You just tied the record. You just broke the record. da 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 and he would always deflect and point it back to the team, which is one of the reasons I like him because he never talks about himself. Mm-hmm. He's such a great leader. Like, that's – I love that kind of leadership. But anyway, um, but literally all everything was Aaron Judge's record, record this, record that, da 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 And, like, all the games were, like, sold out and prices went up and all that kind of stuff. And that kind of just happens, but then it kind of puts – Especially, like, when it's... Because we talked about this, too. When it's a college yeah. athlete. Like, professional athletes, like... One, this is not Aaron Judge's first record ever. And it's not the first time that he's been, like, hounded on with press and whatever. But, like, Caitlin Clark is a college student. So, like, putting that kind of pressure on somebody who... This isn't even their career yet. Like, this is literally... You know, I mean, she's probably going to go to the WNBA. Mm-hmm. But, like, hounding her about, like, this and that and... Making it a whole big thing, like breaking records, is a is a big deal. But like, mm-hmm. it doesn't need to consume a person the way that it kind of does when it's that prevalent in the media. But yeah, sorry, Sydney. Do you have? I I just kind of went off for like five minutes. No, is there I any mean, thoughts I, you have? I love Caitlin Clark. I think she's become a really good role model in like women's college basketball for um, like the younger girls that'll come and watch. I just know like my family, like I grew up in a college basketball family. I grew up in a had like cousins and relatives from the Iowa area and they are like massive Caitlin Clark people. They love everything she stands for. They love her. And I'm just, I'm wishing her continued success. Absolutely. I can't wait to, because everybody's excited for her to go to the mm-hmm. WNBA now. But speaking of the WNBA, we have I a little. Love, I'm going to, I'm going to be yapping. I love, I'm going to be sat. I'm, I'm gonna sat. Be, but I'm going to be yapping right now because I, I love this woman. So, <clears throat> uh, a few days ago there was, I think uh, Steph, Stephen Curry was mic'd up at a game. Mm-hmm. And they caught video of him talking to, um, 
I believe it was a teammate, about, um, like, the three-point contest. Mm-hmm. And he said, do you know who has the record for most shots made in a three-point contest? I know who. And the guy, or the teammate, or whoever he was talking to, looked at him and said, Sabrina, right? And he said, yeah, yeah, it is. And, uh, and he was like, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought, whatever. And then Steph said something about, like, you know, you think you could beat it, or so- something like that. And, uh, or the guy might have asked Steph if he thought he could beat it. And he just kind of, like, shrugged and was like, eh, you know. Uh, he was like, I guess we'll have to see. Or he, and he had said something to the, to the mm-hmm. effect of wanting to have a shootout with Sabrina yeah. Ionescu. Uh, who plays for, I think she plays for the. Oh. Uh, she either plays for the, She either plays for the Aces and the New York Liberty. Yeah, might, New might, York Liberty. She plays for the New York Liberty. Who plays for the Aces that I was thinking of? I have no idea. Kelsey Plum plays for the yes. Aces. Yes. Okay. I want to talk about Sabrina Ionescu. Please do. I'm gonna bring down the mood for a minute because it is a somber moment, but it's something that I always like to bring up because I think it's something really, really important that she has always said, and I think that it's really important that she acknowledges this. <clears throat> Sabrina Ionescu is very, very close with the Bryant family. She was extremely, extremely, extremely close with Kobe and Gigi. She assisted mm-hmm. Kobe in coaching Gigi's intermediate, like, uh, I don't know what they call it, like a competitive, like, travel teams for his, it was like the their Mamba team that she was on with her, with those girls. Like, Sabrina knew all those girls. Mm-hmm. And her quote from her eulogy was if I was the present of the game, Gigi was the future. I think she really understands the importance of the impact that she has had and the <laughs> privilege that she's had of becoming such a large figure. <laughs> me and my mic, yeah. me and my mic are in a love-hate relationship. Um, of how she um, put, like... I'm oh my gosh I'm like getting emotional because I hate talking about it um just like she understands the importance of her um impact on like the next generation of women and like I think it's very similar to like the Caitlin Clark I think she takes her newfound responsibility to the younger generation very seriously to set a good example and to play like and to like lead by example in the sport and I've just I've always loved her I think her and her fiance are adorable. He They're plays for so the Raiders. Cute. They are so cute. Um, another example of a uh, wag and a what does wag stand for? You hus- wife or girlfriend? And I was going and or I have a husband and boyfriend. Um, Slay. They're just they're power couple in it and they're they're slaying it in professional sports. Um, but no, I love her. I, and I'm rooting I for her and because actually, and I'm rooting for her because Steph Curry's a Golden State Warrior. And Cleveland only beat them once. <laughs> and I'm still mad about it. <laughs> Eight years later. <laughs> but, um, oh my gosh, I'm trying to think. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah, because that anniversary was actually, uh, January 26th was the anniversary of the helicopter yeah. crash that killed Kobe Bryant and Gigi. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was something even about, like, Kobe that, he respected the WNBA so much. I love that the the two biggest people that got up there and talked for him were Sabrina Ionescu and 
Diana Taurasi. Yeah. The White Mamba. Like, he... I don't want to say he gifted her that name, but he was the one that gave her that nickname. Yeah. To be like, you're you're just as good, if not better than me. Yeah, like, he... he the respect that he had for, like, when, like mm-hmm. female basketball players. Because... And that, that was one thing mm-hmm. about Kobe that I always liked. Like, he didn't, like pay attention like culturally kind of like he was just like if like if you're good you're good mm-hmm. like he did not care what other people like he he loved taylor swift because he had daughters like which still has daughters mm-hmm. but um like he only had daughters so he grew up or he was raising a whole bunch yeah. of girls and they listened to taylor swift all the time mm-hmm. and so he would listen to taylor swift and then he was like this girl was like killing it and he, like, respected how good she mm-hmm. was in her industry. He didn't, like, address, like, you know, the noise around Taylor. Like, oh, all she does is write breakup songs. Mm-hmm. All she, da 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 He was like, okay, but she's selling out stadiums and she's making all these albums and she's winning so many awards. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that was one thing he always did that I always loved was that he, like, he saw if you were good, you were good. It didn't matter what like any Mm -hmm. kind of narrative around it was like if if you were getting awards and you were doing well you were doing well but um yeah so our girl sabrina yes sabrina unescu and taking on stephen curry yeah so so um after this conversation between steph and a teammate kind of got posted everywhere sabrina tweeted and was like pretty much was like hey i'm down if you're down like i'd love to do a shootout here uh, and then Steph was, Steph was kind of like, all right, let's make it happen. So, um, and then I would also like to put this on the record, uh, that Sabrina Unescu offered to shoot with an NBA ball from the NBA line. Okay. Now the, the official rules of the shootout, because they posted these, mm-hmm. um, are, that Steph will be shooting with an NBA ball from the NBA line. Mm-hmm. Sabrina's shooting with a WNBA ball from the WNBA line, which I think is a couple feet closer to the basket. Mm-hmm. Just because women's is always shorter, just because, like, statistically. Yeah, they, women are shorter. Yeah. So, well, I mean, eh, kind of the women are shorter. I don't know. But it's, it's always just been smaller. And the WNBA ball is slightly smaller. Now, people are saying... That they're like, oh, a smaller ball is easier to get into the basket, so it's giving her an unfair advantage. And she's closer, because whatever. And to that I say, bull malarkey. Because, <laughs> look, so she has the most threes shot in any three-point competition. Like, three-point shootout, she's made the most, ever and but she that also means she was up against other three-point shooters who did not shoot that many who didn't break the men's records so it's just as difficult to shoot from the WNBA line that it is from the NBA line it's just as hard to make it with a WNBA ball than an NBA ball and um this was a good point that I saw where they were saying um, 
that like a WNBA ball is easier to get into the hoop, whatever, whatever, make her shoot with an NBA ball or let Steph shoot with a WNBA ball from the WNBA line so that it's not like putting her at a disadvantage because it's farther out and a bigger ball than she's used to. But then it's quote unquote easier for Steph because it's closer and the ball is smaller. But somebody brought up that when you play basketball and you train on a sport like your entire life and that's your career and you play it all the time, it's muscle memory. So they were like, you put her at the NBA line with an NBA ball or Steph at the WNBA line with a WNBA ball. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not what their muscles are used to. And Steph's going to be overshooting or mm-hmm. Sabrina's going to be undershooting. Because, like, yeah, to an extent, if you're a good athlete, you're going to make as many threes as you're capable of. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter what kind of ball it is or how far out you are. But also, like, <clears throat> when you're a three-point shooter, it's a rhythm. Like, you get the ball and you go. And... If you shift the line or give them a different ball, it's, like, bigger or smaller ball, mm-hmm. closer or further line. It's different than what they're used to. Yeah. And it's going to put anyone at a disadvantage to shoot at what they're not used to. So, smaller ball, closer line doesn't put her at any kind of advantage. It's li- they, it's, it's if People don't realize, and I hope this will make people realize as they continue to talk about this, is women and men play such different games of basketball. And I've said it a million times, and I'm going to call them out right now. Because we talked about it a couple weeks ago, and we're going to have them on here. We're going to go on there in a couple of weeks. Uh, Tanner, one of the hosts of MSI, Mountaineer Sports Insider, has said in conversation that he prefers to watch women play basketball to men. Because women play a different game, and their game is better. And like Simply put. Fundamentally, they just, mm-hmm. they're, they're stronger fundamentally. Because like... Men's basketball tries to get too fancy with it. They try to be showy. Mm-hmm. They try to do whatever, whatever. And, like, not saying that women's basketball isn't showy mm-hmm. or that there's not, like, fancy plays in there, but it's fancy plays that are grounded in fundamentals. Mm-hmm. But, like, a lot of the more fancy trick plays in men's basketball, they are successful seemingly by pure luck only. Yeah. Because, like, there's not, like, basic passing, shooting like not tactics oh my gosh Mm -hmm. whatever tactics employed they just go for it yeah and i feel like women don't tend to not or they tend to not do that as much so the um the stephen curry sabrina inescu shootout will be february 17th at oh my gosh i can't find the time i literally should have looked this up this is on me and i'm so sorry but, um, yeah, so the shootout will be February 17th as part of the NBA All-Star Weekend, which I'm, oh, my gosh, literally, I'm so excited because mm-hmm. that's, oh, my gosh, that's what, a little over a week after the Super Bowl? Yeah. That, this that's is my the weekend after the, it's like a, it's like a little less than the week after the Super Bowl. It's the weekend after. Oh my gosh. It's yeah. Cause it's Cause the Super 11th Bowl to Sunday. the Sunday. Uh, yeah. And then the shootout is going to yeah. be on Saturday. So should we, should this we is move my on? Super Bowl. I said, should we move on to that? Cause I found out today and it's <gasps> going to be in the paper this week. There is a Mountaineer playing for Wait, what? our 49ers. <gasps> so now we have a justified reason to root for the 49ers. There's a Mountaineer on the 49ers. I wait, 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 wait. You can look up his name. I do not remember his name off the top of my head, but he um, is on the 49ers. We are doing a story on him. It will be in the sports pages. Colton McKivitz is the starting right tackle for the Niners and is hoping to become the 13th Mountaineer to win a Super Bowl. (gasps) 
Slay! That's so cool. Yes. We are doing a feature on him in the paper this week at thegaonline.com or at the blue newsstands across WVU's campus. Okay, um, yeah, now now I'm definitely cheering for the 40 Yes, riders. We, we were originally cheering just for the downfall of the Mahomes family. Yeah. Um, because who, who, what, Patrick Mahomes Sr. got... Patrick Mahomes Sr. is... A, Having a moment. Yeah. We're not, we're not, we won't talk about that because that's also, um, there's probably deeper issues there. But yeah. uh, but we're, go Niners. We're Niners fans. Go Niners. Go Niners. But yes. So Sabrina Ionescu versus Stephen Curry, three point shootout. Uh, Sabrina has the record for the most threes in a three point shootout. We'll see how they get, how they do. There's also people saying it's going to be rigged. I don't, but here's the thing even if she did a three point shootout, that means she's beat someone before, whether they were a man or a woman. If she has the record for it, that means she's beat well, men, whether she competed against them directly or not. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, because the WNBA has their own shootout, and then the NBA has their own. So I don't think she's actually directly competed against a man before. But, but just she holds the but she holds shoot- the record across the board, so she's beat a man in his p- number of points too. Yeah, exactly. But and. Because also... I will go to bat for this woman, if you can't already tell. You could have a three-point shootout. You could be doing a three-point shootout on an off day, and you don't win. But you're still a better three-point shooter than half the people there. So it's... Also, this is literally... It's for fun. Like, they're donating whatever their winnings are to Mm -hmm. charity. Like, they're they're playing... They're shooting for charity. Mm -hmm. This... It's not that serious. Yeah. I swear to you, it's not that serious. But um, also, I feel like... Uh, Stephen Curry would not take the hit to his pride that, mm-hmm. like, losing would do. Because, like, whether it's against a man yeah. or a woman, he does not want to lose. So. Yeah. So, <sighs> so how do you want to do this? Are we going to flip a coin? Do you want to do Grammys? We're going to, we're going to. Grammys we're, rant or Mountaineer Sports Recap? We're going to do Mountaineer Sports Recap. Yeah. So that once we're done, anybody who doesn't want to listen to the Grammys stuff can just head out. Yeah. And then we uh, still got your viewership and we thank you for your service. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in, whether you want to listen to Grammy's talks or not, because I know we're about to get it's about to get angry. We've had a good vibe in here so far. The incense is lit. I know a good, a good vibing, a good chunk of people I know who listen to this will probably turn it off after the (laughs) sports talk. But that's okay. That's okay because I respect people having different interests. I just happen to have every interest under the sun. And then we'll be like for the three of you left. Yeah. We have some thoughts. Yeah. So, um, the WVU women's basketball team has Slay. had a great week. So, uh, January 30th, Tuesday, they beat UCF 84 to 43. <laughs> so, 41 points. Dude. That was a dub. Uh, Saturday, they had a little bit of a rougher game. They played BYU. They won out in Provo, Utah. Um... <clears throat> It was 76 to 69. Nice. Uh, but they kind of, it was, a, it was a rougher game. It was a rougher game for our WVU basketball baddies. Um, but, and one thing I keep forgetting to mention is that J.J. Quinterly has been consistently getting, like, player of the week, defensive player of whatever, Big 12 honors, like, all season. I keep forgetting to mention her when she does that. But, um... I literally talk about her every week. I'm I have like a girl crush on JJ Quinterly. She's so cool. But, <laughs> but yeah. So um 
shout out to our girl because I keep forgetting to mention like every time she gets an award. She's gotten like WVU Player of the Week several times this year already. Um, and she's killing it. So speaking of girls and women in sports day, the basketball baddies have a game in the WVU Coliseum at 7 p.m. on Tuesday, February 6th. So that's actually going to be before this uh, comes out. But they are celebrating girls and women in sports day, which is so fun. They're playing Texas Tech. Um, also, mind you, this is the number 22 ranked women's basketball team. Heck yeah. I feel like if we get another ranked win or another like really, really big win, we have we have to crack top 20 soon mm-hmm. because we are what? Overall, 19 and 2. Are you serious? Yeah. We have lost two games this year and still aren't in the top 20. Because let me look at uh, women's. I need to look at something. Basketball the- rankings. Because I'm not sure what the records ahead of us are. Mm-hmm. So there is only one undefeated team, and that is South Carolina. Are they number one right now? Um, yes. So South Carolina is number one. <sighs> I hate WVU Encrypted. It is out to get me. It hates me. It does not want me to thrive. Okay, so here's the entire ranking. We have South Carolina at one. Um, their record is 21-0. So they are uh, undefeated, the mm-hmm. only undefeated team left in women's basketball. We have Iowa at two, obviously. Um, NC State is at three. Their record is 19-2. and two. Mm-hmm. So they've played one more game than we have. No, we're 19-2. I thought we were 18-2. and two, No, we're 19-2. I'm stupid. Two. Sorry. So they have the same record as us. Colorado is 19-3. They're a fourth. Uh, fifth, fifth is Ohio State. They're 19 and three. Um, What's going on, A people? What's We just want to talk. Okay. You, What's going on? So USC um, is 16 and four. Okay. Yeah, no. But I, I feel I, like. See, I can see power ranking wise. Oh, yeah. How USC would be higher because they do have Juju and um, a couple other notable players whose names I can't remember right now. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I definitely get it, but I am, I am one hundred percent that girl. Like I, my inner just soul person when it comes to like vying for these women is the girl in the bar who wants to pick a fight and is like, the, is he bothering you? <laughs> is he bothering you? Real. That's me. Um, so that's me right now. A people, are we bothering you? Because <laughs> I will fight you right now. But. And this is this might this might be a hot take. I don't know how LSU has stayed top fifteen for this long. What are they right now? Um, they are nineteen and four. Oh, pokey. So they have the same number of wins. They just played more games and therefore have more losses. Um, I love you, Kim Mulkey. I love you, but what? And I mean, they've also they have. I don't know if this goes by. I think this might go weekly. Like how many mm-hmm. points they've scored this week? Um. They have more points there, but also LSU, LSU has been underwhelming this year. Like mm. you have Angel Reese, you have Haley Van Lith, you have oh my gosh, is it Flage? Is that what her name is? I think so. You have her, and they're just they're just they're underwhelming. And I just I I'm surprised they've stayed as high as they mm. have for that long, and I'm surprised WVU hasn't moved up. 
because looking at a couple of these teams, we definitely could be above. Baylor? Shut up right now. Baylor is 17-4. and four. And in our conference, we, and we are still below them. We just, we just want to talk. We just want to talk. I'm going to get off this before I get mad. Yeah. Um, so this is actually where we start to, the vibes start to change, and we're going to get angry. We're gearing up our yeah. aggression. Ge- gearing for up for the... Grammys rant. Yeah. Putting it on, like, back, back stock. Back stock rage. Back stock That's rage. That's a great band name. <laughs> but... And the Grammy goes to... Backstock rage! <laughs> um. Anyway, so we play Texas Tech February 6th, which will be after this airs, mm-hmm. but whatever. 7 p.m., Girls and Women in Sports Day celebration. Super Slay. We, we play Baylor this Saturday in Waco. Oh. So that'll be... Look how the turntables... That might be the determining factor of... Us breaking <coughs> top 20. Of... Where? <coughs> oh. <coughs> Sorry, I'm like hacking up a lung in here for some unknown reason. But I'd say if we beat Baylor there, that that might get us top twenty. Yeah, it might bump Baylor. To, I have no idea, but because I feel like we, I feel like we really need to play each other for them to see who's the stronger team. Yeah, but yeah, and we have Baylor Saturday, February tenth at three p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, in Waco, so nobody can even go to that one unless you're in Waco, Texas, for whatever reason. And then February thirteenth. Tuesday, the day before Valentine's Day, we go to Fort Worth to play TCU at 7.30 p.m. So, this will be really fun. I'm, I'm excited to see these games. And guess what? The men are also playing basketball. The men are also playing basketball. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about this every single time. And I think it's why I think we needed to start a women in sports podcast because this is how we always do this. Is the, the, women, <laughs> the men are also playing basketball. But uh, so the men. Let me see. We already talked about. Yes, we talked about them playing Oklahoma because they played in Stillwater Strip. Um, but yeah, and then they played Cincinnati. They 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 gave my dad a little birthday present on his birthday with a dub against Over. Cincinnati. Um, you know us Ohioans. Oh my gosh! You know us Ohioans. But yeah, they beat they beat Cincinnati Wednesday, January thirty first, sixty nine, nice to sixty five in the Morgantown Coliseum. <laughs> Did you miss when I said that earlier? I've already done that today. You have. <laughs> <laughs> you went nice. <laughs> um, and then. They uh, uh did un- unfortunately lose to BYU the same day the girls beat BYU, um in Morgantown. Which, in men's side, BYU is ranked 22. So, yeah. forgivable loss, yeah. I guess. Um, but they lost BYU 73-86 to 86 in the Coliseum, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have a realist player of the week this week. The men didn't do anything interesting. They were just kind of chilling. Can I bring up, a, before we get into other sports, can I bring up a realist person from the Grammys that you, you didn't mention? Because we mentioned Scissors Crying. I just think Miley Miley Cyrus has never not been a real human. No, literally. I I loved that she goes. I I hope I didn't forget anyone, but I might have forgotten underwear. Okay, bye. Like I just I just think that she is like, I think I think Miley Cyrus come to Morgantown. I think you'd thrive here, girl. That was like oh my, like Travis Kelsey talking on the New Heights podcast when he said he almost came to WVU to play basketball. Yeah, like. 2010's Travis Kelsey plus Morgantown would have been lethal. 
lethal combo. He got in trouble in Cincinnati. What would have happened to him here? J- Jason wouldn't have been here to save his butt. Oh, Jason. He probably he he would not have gone pro. Oh. But <laughs> well, he, if he would have come here, he would have been playing basketball. I know. He was going to play basketball for Huggy Bear. Um, but I don't know. I think he. I don't know. I I still I'm still caught up on it, and I will tell everyone every single day. I thought about this because we talked about it a couple weeks ago. My Roman Empire. If you guys have not seen it, and I would recommend it to everyone that has Peacock. Um, watch Catching Kelsey. No way. It is eight episodes, and it is such an easy, quick TV binge. And you will you will laugh, you will cry, you will question how this man has won two Super Bowls. Oh my god! Wasn't it's, that like? Is wasn't like the Bachelor? But it like was the Travis Bachelor. Was but the, the bachelor. bachelor was Travis Kelsey. No way! No way! And he had the swoopy hair, and he was flaunting his way around with his 50 girlfriends from the 50 states. No uh, In the background is Jason and Kylie McDivitt. <gasps> Girlfriend, Kylie yet. McDivitt. Aww. Uh, the future Mrs. Kelsey. I freaking love Kylie Like, Kelsey. it's just, it's a gem. There's this girl named Lexi. She's from Georgia. Her favorite thing to say is, I'm young and I'm ready. I don't know what it means, but it's my favorite thing ever. That's and I, this was my, I'm going to shout out my best friend Maria. This was mine and my best friend Maria's favorite show for a really long time. No He way. had these two girls. And like the one girl would, would Travis start to date Taylor Swift. The one girl came out and was like, oh, he's a narcissist. He's horrible. And this girl, the entire show is the only one causing drama. She is there to start trouble. And he's like, you are the girl that I pick every time. And I get myself into trouble every single time. And he goes, this other girl, she's like from Wisconsin or something. You're so sweet. You're kind. I could see you being my future wife. But I got to go with my heart. And he picked the toxic girl. They dated for like a year and a half, but he picked the toxic girl. Brother. See what happens when you don't pick toxic girls, Travis? <coughs> You're dating the near damn president of the United States. But um, I think that the closest we got to realist player of the week was um quinn slazinski posting his own missed shot to his story <laughs> that's realist player like of the there week. was there was a video, go off quinn it was a video in a post or something of him missing a shot and he put it on his story and i was like you know i respect it that's accountability <laughs> <laughs> that's accountability <laughs> but so this coming week um, the boys don't play again until Saturday, February 10th. So they have a whole week off to gear up to play Texas. Horns? Don't! <gasps> Guess where it is? Houghton, Austin, Austin drunk in Tennessee. It's in Austin, Texas at 3 p.m. on Saturday, February I knew 10th. you were going to do that, damn <laughs> you. And then Monday, February 12th, they head to Fort Worth to play TCU at 8 p.m. So. Ribbit. That's what the boys have coming up. Now, a couple of sports that we, we don't talk about enough on here just because I always forget to keep checking for them. But gymnastics. Oh, uh, gymnastics. WVU Gymnastics and WVU Wrestling have their Beauty and the Beast meet going on. Huh? Beauty and the Beast. So is they, it like together? 
Why did I not know this is a thing? I love this. Oh, yeah. So gymnastics, it's actually a few colleges do this because uh, Davis and Elkins, which I'm from Elkins, so I know a few people who go to Davis and Elkins and actually know a girl on the David on the DNE acro team, acrobatics. Um, and they have a Beauty and the Beast meet coming up February 7th. Oh, fun. So, yeah, which is actually on Girls and Women in Sports Day. So that's really But, yeah, so th- I, it's just like a – I didn't realize it was like a common thing to do. But, so, WVU Gymnastics is going up against um, Iowa State and Denver February 18th at 2 p.m. in the Coliseum. So, that's who their meet is against. Mm-hmm. Or that's who they're going against for their – side of beauty and the beast and then uh the wv wrestling team is going against glenville state at 2 p.m in the coliseum i'm not sure how they both go at the same time well i've been to a wrestling meet and essentially i think what you do is like they clear you don't no one sits on the floors like you can like the closest you can get is like those lower seats Mm -hmm. and then they kind of have it all out on the floor so i'm assuming maybe they'll have the boys to one side and our Gymnasts well, to the other. We'll make the gymnasts the, the Barbies because our basketball players are the baddies. So there are gymnasts will be our Barbies. Gymnasts are our Barbies. Gymnastics Barbies. But yeah, so they have Beauty and the Beast coming up in the Coliseum at 2 p.m. on February 18th. I would actually love to go to that. I would also love to go to it's that. It's also the pink meet. Oh, we'll be there. I'll, I'll I'm wearing yeah, they are officially our Barbies. I'm, you know, we'll I'm, be there. I'm wearing... I, I'll wear the Barbie sweatshirt that I'm wearing right now. <gasps> I unfortunately have... <coughs> some uh, plans tomorrow, so we cannot make an appearance at the women's basketball game. Who's for we? Women's and Sports Day together. We cannot make an appearance together. Uh, okay, I was going to say, you, who's we? You will be there. Yeah. In s- and I will be there Darn in spirit. Too. I'll be photoshopped into the, I'll be photoshopped onto like a fountain, like a souvenir fountain soda's no, head. Um, I will do that. To actually. be there in spirit. But I will not, unfortunately, be there tomorrow. So maybe we'll hit up the Beauty and the Beast meet together. Maybe we will. I'll have to, I should be here that weekend. Yeah. But so that is our Mountaineer Sports Rundown. Um, check out our, our athletes if you so uh, choose to. Um, that will wrap up our segment or our our regular our regular program our regularly scheduled programming. Um, <clears throat> thanks for thanks for listening, all you sports folks. You can continue to listen at thedaonline.com/podcasts or wherever you stream podcasts. And I will give you guys a few seconds to click off if you don't want to listen to our Grammys chat <laughs> um, and give myself a couple of seconds to recoup. Okay. So the Grammys were, um, <laughs> they were a great night for the girls. Yes. An even better night for the boys, as in Boy Genius. Yes. Because my my girlies, Boy Genius, won three Grammys. I just loved their video of them just sprinting to the stage. No, like literally. little kids who heard an ice cream truck. The, my That's f- what it looked like. It looked like three kids who heard an ice cream truck coming. Speak of the devil. <laughs> they're 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 so cool. They are so so. Um, <clears throat> one of my favorite pictures of the night was posted on Lucy Dacus's Instagram, where she just posted a picture of her sobbing, mm-hmm. mascara streaked all the way down her oh, face, yeah. and then the Boy Genius account posted a picture of all three of them. Um, Lucy Dacus has makeup running down her face. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Phoebe Bridgers has a red lipstick mark on her cheek. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucy Dacus is wearing red lipstick because that's like her signature thing. Uh, so that, that's where that would come from. And then Julian Baker is in the back corner of this picture, just like dissociating. Just dissociating. The little one has lost it. <laughs> I, see, my thing is, is I always say, and I'm, we'll start this off, and then I'm going to get into my snub list, and then we'll circle back to the real biggest moment of the night. Yeah. Um. First off, when we do eventually talk about Taylor Swift, I want to note that Paul Mescal and Joe Alwyn, who are <gasps> Taylor Swift, their group and chat, Phoebe Bridgers' ex-boyfriends have a group chat. The called, Tortured Men's Department, no, called Men's the, Club, no, it called the Poetic Man's Club. No, that and then. Joe, or is it the Tortured Men's it's, it's Club? It's the, the Tortured Men's Club. It's the Tortured it's, Men's Club. It's Joe Alwyn, Paul Meskel, and Andrew Scott from Fleabag. Yeah. And they, they're they in a group chat called the Tortured Men's Club. Yes. And she named her album this. So we're expecting, the tortured some, we're Poets expecting Department. some Phoebe features. If, oh my. But, 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 that's what I wanted to start with. And what I'm going to uh, finish with ain't going to be much better. So. And then I, I would like to read the one vote that was cast for album of the year. That was yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna. But I'll let, okay. I'll, uh, I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna <laughs> let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish. Okay, snub list. Easy. I love her. I'm so happy for my Hannah Montana that she won her two Grammys. But I'm looking for SZA tickets right now, people. I had not listened in depth to that woman until I was doing homework listening to her performance and oh, i had to stop what i was doing and just stare at this performance and listen to these vocals she's gorgeous also by the way but she's great study music like i i get the vibe i know you said you stopped doing homework but, but like, i had just never i'd never heard it like it just caught my attention oh yeah huge fan now that's what always happens with these things um okay i'm gonna talk about noah and jelly first I already talked about Jason, so I'm going to talk about Noah. I, we've talked about this a couple of times. I was not the biggest Noah Khan person. I didn't want to, I didn't want to either like a fall, like fall to the hype or whatever. I, until he came out on stage with Zach Bryan when I was in Nashville and sang Sarah's Place with him like the night that Mm -hmm. it came out. And it like freaked everybody out. I was like, I'll listen to his music. And it was just, I was just in such a point in my life and like a point in time where I was just like, holy crap, this is speaking to me. Yeah. This music is speaking to me. And I absolutely love him and I adore him. And I've looked at just the impact he's had. And this is where I get into my point of saying, I think that the, not that it needs to be voted on by the fans, because I think that's what the People's Choice and the Critics' Choice Awards are for. Yeah. I think, and I think that's what the VMAs and all of those are for. I think that you, but they, it needs to be a different criteria, more so about the global impact that these artists are having. Yeah. Noah Khan is everywhere. Homeboy showed up in Australia with no band, put up some witty little back comments and played the greatest shows of his career. Literally, entirely acoustic. Entirely acoustic shows of Phenomenal. his career. Zach Bryan just does something to people. No, oh my god. 
I don't think he will ever, ever as a human being understand the impact that he has had on country music. Mm-hmm. I know he never wanted to be known as a country artist, but the impact that he has had on that genre is mesmerizing. Same thing with Jelly Roll. I think Jelly Roll coming over to country music was an unexpected move, but I think it goes to show you that music is now starting to transcend genres, and I think that it's really cool and just an important thing to take note of is that a lot of the artists that are kind of transcending those genres and are making those moves and strides are the ones rooted in country music. Yeah. So I just, I find that as an interesting point. I'm going to give everyone a couple minutes to cover their, a couple seconds to cover your ears. Kelsey Ballerini, I would take a bullet for you. I would stand in front of you and take a bullet for you. I'd run through walls for you. I'd sell kidneys to be in a room with you again. I've met Kelsey before. She's a lovely, lovely girl. I met her two years ago when I worked for Sirius XM. I got to listen to the Heart First album a couple months before it came out absolutely stunning work absolutely adore her and i think when she released she's talked about in interviews she never wanted to release rolling up the welcome mat she never wanted to release it she wanted it to be music she made for herself and she shared it with the world she put her heart on her sleeve she put herself out there like out there out there and i think that it was gorgeous i think it is poetic and as I'll say in my staff shore, uh, screw the very happily married folks at the Recording Academy that didn't get it. Because <laughs> I've never been divorced. The last serious boyfriend I had was like when I was 14 years old. I went through something listening to that music. I was leaving my <laughs> husband of 30 years. And I was packing up my major life decisions of my youth in boxes and moving. <laughs> I was getting along. I love you. I love this woman. She's never gonna hear this, and I hope she does. I hope she hears. What happens this. if I post this and tag her? I, uh, you, you know do? what? I d- freaking do it. If she sees this, I love her. I, I take a bullet for Kelsey Ballerini. I put it tw- like multiple times on my Instagram story last night that I'd die for this woman. Until two years ago, I had like maybe listened to a couple of her songs, and I saw her live at CMA Fest, and something switched for me. And I just, I will defend her to my grave. I love her. I think that she goes to show you that it is okay to to restart. I think whether it's in your relationships, in your career, in your life, that it's important to recognize when something, no matter how hard you've worked at it, is no longer serving you and is actually inhibiting you from doing those things. I think it's really important. I got the message of what you were trying to send, and I'm sorry the Recording Academy didn't kills. <laughs> I'm just saying. I love her. I love that album. I love the extended version. I love the music videos. I just think she's such a creative and beautiful person. I think she has such a deep and lovely story. And even to that point, like... I love Lainey Wilson. I I love that album, but it's it's good hearted country music. And I and there's there's some good stories on there, there's some good songs on there, but I just 
I was going for the Oscars kind of approach of like the serious and like the kind of weird out there film wins. Like that's kind of my thing is that this was like my Oscar movie yeah. of the Grammys. And I also just wanted her. I just have heard her in interviews that I've been present for and ones that I've listened to outside of my work in country music. Her just kind of talk about her relationship with award shows. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm wrapping you in some love today, Kells, and Aww. I hope that you're doing well, and I'm sending you love, and I hope that you know that you're even though they didn't get it, someone out there and hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of people got it. I would so also we're, we're here for you. Like to talk about um, how much of a travesty it is that Tyler Childers does not have a Grammy at this point. We also love you, Tyler. <laughs> We're wrapping you in love today. Like, I'm sorry. Hang on. Because I... He's never won a Grammy before, has he? No. Yeah. And he was nominated Best Country Album for... um, <clears throat> Or, he, yeah, he was nominated for the Best Country Album yeah. for uh, Rustin in the Rain. Yeah. And... He didn't get it. Um, neither did Zach Bryan. Yeah, Zach I Bryan. will say Zach Bryan and Casey Musgraves won for vocal duo or vo- like country duo. Yeah, there's like that was there's like 91 overall Grammys. Like they could not do it in a night, no. but there's like 91 overall Grammys across like I think nine or ten fields of genres. So they were either in the country or in like the general like vocal duo performance. I will say I love her. I've always loved her and I felt I didn't understand it until I like went back and listened to the album why she won for Space Cowboy. The Recording Academy likes them some Casey Musgraves. I love Casey Musgraves. And I do too. I agree with you there. You redeem Recording Academy, you redeem yourselves with Casey Musgraves, but I'm still I'm still vying for my girl Kelsey. Okay, wait a minute. Did In Your Love not win best music video? I don't think so. Pause. Pause. What one? Let me look. Because In Your Love was one of the best, like, storytelling music videos ever. And it also... Um... Because it fe- it can... It was... Obviously, it was up for controversy. Mm-hmm. Because it featured two gay coal miners Mm -hmm. and it was like the story of their it was their love story and it was first of all because I watched um oh my gosh I watched The Last of Us when Mm -hmm. it came out this past year and the story of um oh my gosh it's not Bill and Ted Bill and Frank Mm -hmm. Bill and Ted is Keanu Reeves but um the story of Bill and Frank in The Last of Us was like very similar to yeah it, the story in Tyler Childers's music video reminded me of that, mm-hmm. and it was like because Tyler Childers is from where Kentucky. Yes, he's from Kentucky. He spent some time in West Virginia, in spaces where that is not generally accepted, and so and a country music most people who listen to his music are not very open or kind mm-hmm. or welcoming to homosexual people and he kind of took a risk making a music video that centered around yeah that kind of couple and it was beautiful and, and i loved I, it and i think even to that point i think once 
the right people got their hands on it in country music, people started to appreciate it. I appreciate it. I think that it's important to have that representation because I think that everyone assumes that it's, oh, the, the straight white man listens to country music. Like, no. It's not just the straight white conservative man listening to country music. Everyone's going to have their genre of music. I wouldn't think that half of my friends that listen to rap music listen to rap music. I'm a fiend for Lil Uzi Vert. Would you think that? No. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Honestly. But that's what I mean. Like, I think that... A lot of music right now is becoming like less about genre and more about creating art. And Kaylee has a really sick look on her face, so I take it she found the Walt Beatles won. won best music video in twenty in in the year of our Lord twenty twenty four. Yeah, for what? I'm only sleeping. I didn't even know that music. I didn't know they made a music video this year. Half the Beatles aren't alive. Half the Beatles aren't alive. So, good job, half the Beatles. Cool, I guess. Um, Oh, the award that SZA was accepting when she said, I'm not an attractive crier, was for Snooze. Best R&B song. Yes, best R&B song. Um, But, oh, because I forgot to talk about this earlier. um, The, like, best new artist curse. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like it's proof that, like, the Grammys are... Because the list of nominees here, Victoria Monet won. Yes. I have never heard of Victoria. I had never heard of her either, but I have heard from people that she is lovely. I'm sure she's great. And her speech was very lovely. Her speech was very good. But she she was nominated with Greasy Abrams, Mm -hmm. who, by the way, opened for Taylor Swift on the Eras Tour this year. Um, Nepo Baby. Fred again. I don't Um, care. I love her Nepo Baby. Sorry. Yeah, it's true. Fred again. I don't know who that was. Ice Ice Spice, who I love Ice Spice. (laughs) Kind of just there's a picture on Twitter of (laughs) Noah Khan and Ice Spice sitting next to each other at the Grammys, and it's my favorite thing in the world. I'm sorry, but the picture of Zach Bryan and Olivia Rodrigo together. See, you you like that one. You like that one. I'm not the biggest Olivia Rodrigo person. I'm sorry, but mine is Noah Khan and Ice Spice sitting next to each other at the Grammys. Literally. Folksy dudes with like pop rock with rap the pop girlies. rock princesses. It's great, but Gracie Abrams was nominated for it. Fred again, Ice Spice, Jelly Roll, Coco Jones, Noah Khan, and the Warren Treaty. Those were the best new artist nominees. Okay, 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 okay. Are you are you gonna talk? So about this? so so, yeah. so 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 I looked at these outfits last night and they looked so good. They were so so cool, and I was like, where have I seen these outfits before? And I looked at this picture, and I saw Michael Trotter's suit, and I went, oh, my God. It's the queen's good church dress. And she pairs it with a matching yellow hat with a little purple flower on it that's the same color as Tanya's dress. It's beautiful. And I sent it to everybody I know, and I said, it looks like two of the queen's good church dresses. And... Every single person lost it. They're like, I love them, though. And I'm like, oh, I absolutely love them. No tea, no shade. They're amazing. Hey, driver. Hey, driver. <laughs> like, I love them. 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 But I could not unsee it. I could not I unsee it. I can't unsee it now. It's, it's literally the exact same colors. The, yeah. The, 
Yeah, yeah. So I want you to read what you wanted to read. Oh, yeah. So the best new artist before No, well, we read the best new artist curse and then read the thing we were talking about. And then I want to end on the high note. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the thing with best new artists, because I was talking about this with one of my friends because it was a discussion leading up to the Grammys, that it's like a running theme that if you look at best new artist nominees throughout the years, everybody recognizes the nominees. Very few people recognize the winner. Like mm-hmm. the winner is always like, who's that? And then the rest of the nominees are like, oh, I know that person and that person and that person and that person. So maybe it's okay. <laughs> But, like, I just don't understand how, I mean, the reach that Noah Khan has had in, like, you know, his last maybe year and a half of popularity. He's been around for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, Busy Head was back in, like, 2018, 2019 or mm-hmm. something. Um, Grace Abrams has had, she's been around a while. She she is J.J. Abrams' daughter, so she kind of is an Epo baby. But also, she's she has talent of her own. Oh, absolutely. I'm not denying that. And then... Coco, Coco Jones, and this is where Best New Artist confuses me, because Coco Jones has been a pretty well-established Do singer. we not remember the Disney Channel original movie? Let It Shine. Let It Shine. Like, she, I thought she... Just spinning around and around I thought that would have been her time to get Best New Artist. I don't know that... I didn't know that she could still technically qualify for Best New Artist if she's been around that long. And then, I mean, Jelly Roll wasn't... Which, okay, I'm so sorry... He's not my style of music. I I simply do not I don't, enjoy but it. But I don't think he's a lot of people's. But I respect him because that um, oh my gosh, his speech to like Congress or something about. I love that, and I think it's so important that he goes. I have never paid attention to a political race in my life because of my status as a felon. Yeah, yeah, that, and like he's, like he he owns up to like yeah. I was, because he was in jail for what, like drug possession? Drug possession, dealing something. Yeah. So he has a past with it. And he went in front of Congress and was talking to them about his history as a drug dealer, as somebody who was addicted to to drugs. And it was because it was something they were passing about fentanyl. And he spoke to Congress about it. Mm -hmm. And his speech was fantastic. Yes. He was dropping bar after bar, fact after fact. And I, I do not listen to his music, but I respect his journey as a mm-hmm. person. And I think even that alone could win him Best New Artist, yeah. just because of how far he's come to and get that's, here. that's what I mean about... Like, if this was People's yeah, Choice... Yeah, I think it's... If this was he People's was, Choice... Yeah. It would have been between Noah no, Khan, Jelly, Jelly Roll, Roll, and probably Gracie Abrams, yeah. too. Yeah, he... Um, I liked his speech at the CMAs when he won their Best New Artist Award, and he said, I think there's something really poetic about a 39-year-old man winning New Artist of the Year. Yeah. Like, it's it was so good. Um, <laughs> so Taylor Swift, we will talk about this. Mm-hmm. She announced the, tor- the Tortured Poets Department, her yes. 11th studio album, uh, after she won her 13th Grammy because she um, did not – I. One, 13 is her lucky number, but two, I don't think she expected to win Album of the Year because if you look at her reaction, mm-hmm. she <laughs> she was, like, shocked. Jack Antonoff was sitting with her, and he just, like, jaw-dropped because there were a lot of good albums up mm-hmm. for Album of the Year. Um, and so it was Midnight's, Midnight's by Taylor Swift won mm-hmm. Album of the Year. 
Um, also nominated was World Music Radio by John Batiste, The Record by Boy Genius, which I think would have been so cool because how do you how do you hear the lyrics always an angel, never a god, and not immediately say album of the year right here? Which that's a not strong enough, and that song did. I don't awards, know. We don't agree with a lot of the things the Recording Academy decided last night to add that to the Boy list. Genius is so good. Um, Endless Summer Vacation by Miley Cyrus. Did you know that there's a tunnel under Ocean Boulevard by Lana Del Rey? The Age of Pleasure by Janelle Monae. Guts by Olivia Rodrigo and SOS by SZA were all nominated. Um, now Taylor Swift was sitting with Jack Antonoff and collaborator Lana Del Rey at the Grammys, and so when she won for Midnight's, she. <laughs> She Lana drug Lana Del Rey. Lana Lana did not want to go on stage. She kept she kept grabbing chairs on the way and was like, "Don't take me up there! Don't take me up there!" And she kept trying to stop, but Taylor like Taylor drug her like kicking and screaming onto the stage. And then when Taylor was talking, Lana stood in like the back corner of the stage and just like did not want to be seen. But she did acknowledge um, Lana Del Rey in her acceptance speech because she said that if it was not for um, Lana Del Rey's like experimentation and bravery and everything that she's done as mm-hmm. a woman in music, the majority she Taylor said herself, she said the majority of the girls who have won today would not oh, have yeah. come as far as they did if it wasn't for what Lana did back in like 2000, what 10 or 12 yeah. when born to die dropped. Mm-hmm. And she's taken so many risks that she has gotten hate for, but that led the way to, for other female artists yeah. to, you know, be able to take risks and kind of, like, be 100%. empowered to take those 100%. risks. 100%. And this was a ballot that was submitted for Album of the Year. Um, it says, one of my friends sent this in a group chat because mm-hmm. we we are all huge Lana Del Rey fans. Um, it says, for context, this voter is middle-aged, male, and leans country Americana rock. Mm-hmm. Like, country slash Americana slash rock. He's been a voter for a while now. Um, he, for his album of the year submission, he said, quite frankly, none of these nominees are album of the year worthy. I found it to be a very weak year for mainstream albums. However, I voted for Midnight's. Although I did not enjoy it much compared to Taylor's previous work, she has been the inescapable face of music. So how can I deny her music's biggest award? I haven't taken Lana Del Rey seriously as an artist since her infamous SNL performance and never will. Boy Genius's record can be considered decent, but I am dissatisfied at how artists like them or Fiona Apple, who are making such dull music, are seen as the face of rock music, taking spots over actual rock musicians like the Foo Fighters or Springsteen. I would just like to say, first of all, music evolves and changes. Yes. I don't... (sighs) Album of the Year, okay, I controversial take i think zach bryan's album should have been nominated for album of the year i, I don't know if they submitted for I it i agree i, I think agree. it should have been in there because that was great work i'm also incredibly biased towards zach bryan so apologies um but also this guy leans country slash americana slash rock whatever so that he probably would have voted for that one um so lana del rey's infamous snl performance um was her first live performance ever Mm-hmm. I don't think she had toured yet. It was right after she did Born to Die. She herself has said in later interviews that she was incredibly nervous. She did not know how to perform live. Mm-hmm. She And when you're nervous, it affects your voice, too. Like, you get scratchy. You get mm-hmm. very, I don't know what. So she eh, she did not perform well on SNL. She sang Blue Jeans, and she kind of did this weird warbly thing. And she has said in interviews since then that 
she was like, I'm embarrassed of that performance. And she has gotten so much better. If you watch her live performances now, literally gorgeous. Listen to Christmas at Graceland. Oh, my God. Listen to that beautiful, peaceful, serene woman. I think people also need to realize that, like, music is different for so many different people. Like, I listen to a playlist that I've made and affectionately called Avengers Assemble, and it is Noah Kahn and Zach Bryan and all of their collaborators. It's a lot of very peaceful, toned down, Mm -hmm. like slow vibes, country folk music. And I listen to it when I read or I listen to it when I'm on a plane. Like it's very peaceful, good vibes. I'm not going to listen to it when I'm driving on a four hour road trip like I was this weekend because it's going to put me to sleep. I'm also not going to listen to like Taylor Swift when I'm sad. Like, I like Taylor Swift's upbeat music. I don't always love her slower stuff. Like, I'm not going to listen to Taylor Swift when I'm sad. I'm going to sit in the corner and I'm going to cry to my Noah Khan music or my Hozier deep cuts. And see, I I love sad Taylor Swift. Like, My Tears Ricochet, Mirrorball, that's my my bread and butter. But that's just... But, like, that's what I'm saying is music is different for every single listener. So I respect and, like, I respect his opinion, but... But also to quote the great Queen of Bravo, Lala Kent. You have my opinion. That's great. I reject it. Because, like, I also feel like the Grammys are not the place for this kind of bias. Yeah. Like, you can't say, oh, I've never taken her seriously as an artist since since her SNL performance, Mm -hmm. and I never will. Okay, that was 10 plus years ago. Listen to her now. Yeah, yeah. Like, li- listen to Did You Know There's a Tunnel Under Ocean Boulevard? That is a remarkable body of work. Yes. And then, after that, talking about Boy Genius's record, I also love Boy Genius. The record was a great album. Um, he says, can be considered decent, but I am dissatisfied at how artists like them or Fiona Apple, who are making such doll music, are seen as the face of rock I music. I don't think it's doll. Okay. I think it's a different style of music. Also, this is album of the year. This has nothing to do with genre. This is just objectively the music on the album, regardless of genre. How good was it? Mm-hmm. And I, and I struggle with the thing that he said about why he voted for Taylor Swift. I agree. I think Taylor Swift, regardless of where you're at, regardless of who you are, I think Taylor Swift is an inescapable face. I think Taylor Swift is there. I think it's it's, it's the basic fact of it. But I think the issue we are going to have now. And it's nothing against Taylor, but it's going to be the issue we will have on the table now is how are other artists going to ever achieve that? Yeah. But the simple my my answer to that is. Did anyone ever think we would stop talking about Madonna share the woman we're going to get to in a minute? Even not women. Michael Jackson. Prince. Yeah. Springsteen. Queen. Exactly. But that's the that's the point of it is like everyone's saying she's inescapable now. She's going to put out two more re-records this coming year. She's going to get nominated for this album. Whether or not it's good and whether or not it wins is to be determined. Sounds horrible. Taylor Swift went away for a while. Reputation didn't win anything. 
Lover didn't win or get nominated for anything. She didn't come back until Folklore Evermore to the Grammy stage. It ebbs and flows. She's massive right now at the latter top of 2024. When the Eras Tour is over in the middle of the year, we might not know what's going to happen in 2025. Eras Tour ends, football season's over, she's off the map for a hot minute. I hope she takes some much-needed rest. I do, too. And relaxes. Because after the Grammys, she went to Tokyo to perform this week for to start the kick the Eras tour back off. Oh, yeah. After she took her break. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Do, do we think Taylor Swift is going to make it to the Super Bowl? I think she is. <laughs> and, I love that, and I love that they, I love that the government of Japan has ensured the American people that she'll that. be there. Oh, it was so cute. I'm going to find it and send it to you. Okay, people. We're going to wrap this up with a bow because we've been talking for almost an hour and a half. Are you serious? This is going to be a 90-minute episode. <laughs> um, we split it into two. Ladies and gentlemen. Celine Mother Dion! Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Ooh, I okay. forgot about something. You talk about this. I'll talk about something really, really quick, and then we'll be done. You go. Tracy Chapman. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Tracy okay. Mother okay. Chapman. Yes. Okay. 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 <laughs> I was driving. I have to fully admit I only have seen it on TikTok. I was driving back from Lewisburg, West Virginia. I spent the weekend with my best friend and I was driving back. So I did not get to see it, but it looked beautiful. It, it looked was amazing. So, so everyone gave them so much love and it makes me so happy. No, because I was I was I was explaining to my roommates because I think they were talking about Luke Combs performing. I was like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. it's like Luke Combs is, re- is performing, whatever, whatever. Because they're, they're, they don't like country. I don't listen to a whole lot of country. I'm more like folksy country kind of thing. But I like, I respect Luke Combs because mm-hmm. I just think he's a cool guy. And I was, I was explaining to them. I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, yeah. I was like, he won an award for a cover of a song. I was like, like he kind of got in hot water because it was a cover of another person's song and she didn't get as big for it and it felt like he was stealing her spotlight, whatever, whatever, whatever. And I was like, but he's always been very careful to make sure to be like, this is her song. I covered it. She's whatever, credited. Whatever. She was credited on every single nomination. Literally. She was there. And then they started this song and I was watching it. And, and I, people as, were mesmerized. As I was explaining to them the stuff behind the song and how he was nominated for it, she came, Tracy Chapman came up on the screen. I went, oh, I literally pointed at the TV. I was like, guys, I was like, that's that's her. That's the original singer. That's who that that's who he covered. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, are they gonna sing it together? And then the spotlight came up on him and I was like, oh my gosh. And they and even like my roommates who do not listen mm-hmm. to that kind of music a whole lot, they were like, this is so good oh yes i'm sorry that i almost forgot tracy chapman (laughs) she was lovely luke combs always lovely but i had heard i didn't know and you can correct me if i'm wrong on this but i always thought that they said who was presenting album of the year this was a surprise this year but this year was a surprise okay last year wasn't so my mom has a really kind of sad theory and i hope it's not true they were concerned because celine dion is in poor health yeah, she, um, um, you keep talking, I'll look up what it is. Celine Dion is in poor health, and my mom was like, I really, really hope the reason they didn't keep it as a, a surprise is because they didn't know she if she was going to make it to that point or not. She looked very good last night. She looked absolutely gorgeous. She was talking really well. Like, she looked absolutely ethereal. I loved that she presented that award to Taylor Swift. I think that that was just everything it needed to be and more, just that powerhouse of a woman. But... 
she um, was a surprise. No one knew. But I, like, looked at it, and I had seen people talking about it on social media, and I looked at the picture, and I was like, it's a blonde woman. Is Taylor Swift going to present herself I thought with it was, album of the year? I thought it was Beyonce. Every See, everyone, people said Beyonce. But Beyonce was in the audience. People said Britney. I saw that Paris Hilton was there and they weren't really addressing that Paris Hilton was there. And I'm like, I'm not about to watch Paris Hilton hand out album of the year. So... Celine Dion has stiff person syndrome. Yes. It is a rare autoimmune neurological disorder that Mm -hmm. most commonly causes muscle stiffness and painful spasms that come and go and can worsen over time. Mm -hmm. Some people experience other symptoms such as unsteady gait, double vision, or slurred speech because it affects the muscles that help you sing. Mm -hmm. Um, Individuals diagnosed with stiff person syndrome can live between 6 to 28 years from the onset of symptoms before succumbing to the condition. There's currently no cure for stiff person syndrome. Several treatments aim to manage symptoms or slow down progression of the disorder. Yeah. So um, it's something where there are... It is the body attacks nerve cells mm-hmm. in the central nervous system yeah. that control muscle. My movement. my mom and I have been talking about it because my mom really loves Celine Dion. Mm-hmm. That she hadn't been seen publicly for like a year and a half. That's why I think they kept it a secret. It was because she not whether or not her condition's worsening or if she's okay or not. Um whether like just she hadn't been seen publicly in over a year and a half. The one thing I am going to finish on, and then we can really, really wrap this up because we have been talking for so long. We might have to split this into like a sports episode and a Grammys episode. <laughs> Billy Joel. <gasps> Billy Joel. I love you, Billy Joel. I adore you, Billy Joel. That's all. Love the new song. Did you see Olivia Rodrigo interviewing Billy Joel on his TikTok? Because I was the one who taught you Billy Joel. I bet you she knows Billy Joel because you played her uptown, girl. Okay, but yeah, Billy Joel coming out and singing his... Also, Leve playing cello for Billy Joel. That was a serve. Love that, dude. Oh my gosh, I forgot Leve also won a couple. But um, I would like to... I'll shout out my roommate. Yes. Um, My roommate, Skyla, did in fact call Celine Dion presenting the, I, al- the album thought, of the year award. I thought about it after I saw it and I like looked at the picture and it was like a tall blonde woman. Like you could tell the outline was like a tall blonde woman. I'm like, it's going to be Celine Dion. See, she... I'm going to shout something out really quick because we're just going to keep talking. Who cares? Did anyone else know that Mark Ronson's mother-in-law is the Meryl Streep? Wait, what? Yeah, he was like, Trevor Noah introduces, and he goes, everyone always asks if they can present with their mother-in-law, and we always say no. Until this one. And I was like, it was like Meryl Streep and her son-in-law. It was literally like Meryl Streep and her son-in-law. And then he goes, please welcome uh, Mark Ronson and his mother-in-law, Meryl Streep. And I had to look it up, and yeah. That's hilarious. Also, Trevor Noah was a fantastic host. Oh, he's always a fantastic host. Him <laughs> and then Anthony Anderson that just did the Emmys was absolutely lovely. Anthony Anderson's pretty good, they too. They have... They've broken the curse. I mean, because Trevor Noah was talking about, like, he was on top of, like, pop culture. Like, this was stuff that happened within the last, like, couple of days. Like, he like, he was talking about how Universal Music Group took their music off of TikTok. It was so good. I'm annoyed. Why? Because I was doing a year-long Taylor Swift trend with my nails. <gasps> and now and I can't do it. They took... 
That's so sad. But yeah, so that has been Grammy's recap. Um, this <laughs> this might have to be a bonus episode. It's, it's all going in one. <laughs> I don't care. You're sticking it out for the ride. You're either with us or you're against us. This has been the girls who get it. If you are not with me, you are my enemy. If you, if Only we burn, in absolutes. I'll do what I must. If we burn. We will try. If we burn. You burn with, with us. us. Um, so anyway, this has been The Girls Who Get It. You can listen to The Girls Who Get It at the DA online.com slash podcasts or wherever you stream podcasts. But no matter where you listen, make sure you stick around because The Girls Who Get It. Get it. Bye. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>